Hey everyone, I am Becky and welcome to Buzzing About Romance Podcast. And joining me for this episode is co-host Heather. Hi, Heather. Hey, Becky. Um, it's been a week in the book world. Yeah. I have just been out of it. I'm a teacher, so I'm like barely hanging on to real life. But I was on TikTok for five minutes and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> so um, this episode's actually dropping towards the end of June. Oh, um, sorry. But no, that's okay. Um, but just know we are talking about events that happened at the beginning of June, at the end of May. Um, an author took debut author. She had 15 reviews on her Goodreads that were all five stars. Now, come on. These are going to be her alpha readers. These are going to be her editors. These are going to be her friends, right? I doubt they were like truly ARC readers that didn't know her. And then a, a reader posted her review of the book and gave it four stars. And the author, thinking she was funny, decided to take to TikTok and shame the reviewer for screwing up her perfect rating. And when she did this, she outed the reviewer's full name and picture. This debut author had almost 100,000 followers on TikTok that she is blasting this person out to. So this is another instance of authors behaving badly on reviews. Yeah, it's very uncool. I think it's one way to one lose readers epically lose readers it got so I, bad goodreads stopped allowing reviews or ratings because she had 675 one-star reviews of people just calling her out for being a not good human but also it's a really great way to lose respect from fellow authors for sure you know it brings up because last summer i was very disgusted by the trend of authors using one-star reviews as laughter and fodder on TikTok. And it was mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, the celebrity tweets that are bad kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That yeah. I think it's Jimmy Kimmel does that on his show where he has celebrities read tweets that are bad about themselves on. And I get that it's a skit and it's funny, but I find it so incredibly rude and disrespectful because tweets are for the general public. That's open for public consumption. When we write reviews, we are not writing them for the authors. No. We write them for fellow readers because if you're a reader, you are inherently part of the reading community and it is your job to share to fellow readers. Right. And I get, I read romance and I like my romance spicy. And so I might read a review to make sure that I'm reading something spicy. And because let me be, if it's closed door, if it isn't, if it's clean, I just, it's probably not going to be on my Kindle. Well, like, I, I had an issue a couple weeks ago. I was looking at a book because I was trying to try some new authors and in the description, it said this sweet romance and sweet romance automatically makes me think it's going to be fade to black, closed door or, you know, like barely a mooch on the lips. I ain't got time for that in my life. So I am scouring, scouring the reviews to find out 
what is this book? <laughs> mm-hmm. I do the same thing. And so I try to write in my reviews. I try to be cognizant of like, and I get it. Not everybody wants spice in their romance. And that that's fine. Right. So I try to write it. but And so I appreciate other uh, reviewers who will be like, this is so spicy. My Kindle melted. And then I'm like, um, immediately. Yes, yes download. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we use Pop over on the website. If you check out our reviews at bookcaseandcoffee.com or any of our quick shots, um, some of us will put the Pop in our reviews. And that's the put <laughs> Basically out- mine don't. <laughs> um, I don't know that Jenny does either. I'll have to start. Um, it's just a nice way for us to tell you at what point this book gets mm-hmm. spicy. Because in all honesty, chili pepper scales are so subjective. Mm-hmm. And uh, because what's spicy for Heather and I is too spicy for some people. Like they would be real blushing. <laughs> right. And also Heather and I don't, it takes, it has to be something spectacular for us to read a slow burn. Correct. And also, I think you and I have probably also talked about this. Like, you and I don't really have triggers. Like, right. I can pretty much read yeah. whatever. It doesn't. And if I'm scandalized, it's really scandalous. Uh, <laughs> and you're scandalized, I mean, look out. I We have a previous episode in the feed that I named paneled van and handcuffs and it's all about stalkers and kidnappers and in the whole episode I just kept feeling like I had I kept saying like these books might not be for you if you have triggers if you can't find the humor between yeah I yeah Mm -hmm. isn't that a great title for an episode though it is I actually saw that and I was like that's awesome I should probably start my book list um okay so we still are doing our new segment with our romance term of the week um some of these are terms you might be familiar with some of these might be terms you are not familiar with um but today i thought we would go down start going down the rabbit hole of different character types um because we haven't really explored a lot of character types in these terms of the week so today's character type we're starting right with the letter a And we are going with the alpha hole. Yes. Because Leah loves a good asshole. Me too, Heather. Carolina and Jenny tend to not love them as much. Uh Which, you know what? Somebody asked me recently, and and we'll get to the definition of alpha hole in a minute. Someone recently asked me, like, why do I have so many different co-hosts that we rotate in and out for the episodes? Uh And this is kind of an example why. Because... You would get the same book racks constantly or same type mm-hmm. of book racks or relationships yeah. from Heather and I or from Leah and I. Yep. But when we start twinkling in Lindsay, who is slowly coming to the dark side, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but then you have Jenny and Carolina that like a softer, squishier cinnamon roll, good guy type hero. And it's not that we don't like those. We just don't read as many. And they do. And so we continue to keep kind of our little co-host circle because this way we're giving you a better variety right so not only character types do I I find myself like being drawn to but it's also a trope like there are specific tropes that I just won't read like everyone here knows because it's the worst 
I love friends to lovers. I don't like enemies to lovers. And I, people can hate me all they okay, want. Wait, I you do don't not, like enemies to lovers? Not really. But like mafia forced marriage? <laughs> okay, that's different. I also, you know this about me, but I do not like rock stars. I don't know what it is. I probably should give some more a try, but I have a feeling there's a lot of alpha holes in rock star there are now it's interesting because i love a rock star but recently leah read a book by an author that i like um that was a rock star and it was everything cliche and everything she hates about rock stars and i read it and i was like yeah i did not like this book either this is again everything i don't like but it isn't she just leaned into the rock star trope, the angst, the back and forth. And I think you have to be a special kind of author to pull that off. And I think it takes special kind of author to write alpha holes. For sure. Mm -hmm. So when we say an alpha hole, it is the squishy place in between an alpha and an asshole where the redeemability of the character depends on the tolerance and opinion of the reader. Some readers may put down a book whose alpha hole clearly begins in asshole territory after chapter one. Other readers may be willing to wait until chapter 10 or 30 to see if the author will write a satisfying grovel. And I think a perfect example of this is Made for Romeo by Natasha yes. Madison. I was just going to say that because she like right before release was like, Romeo is really making people mad and she even warned you when we were doing live or maybe it was after her No, live. when we did happy hour, she was like, you yeah. guys, Romeo is not the same. And I think he went back to the way she used to write, like her Hollywood series or mm -hmm. her something so serious. Those guys were jerks. Well, yeah, because Nico, freaking Nico, he did not grovel enough. No. And so I was like, Okay, I know I'm going to love him. And I had no idea why I knew I was going to love him. But man, he is an asshole. And but he, he did really the work. a lot of people off. He did the work and he groveled. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's really oh, interesting. Yeah. And I think this is going to inspire an episode later this summer about tropes we don't like or things that are difficult in romance. Because, like, some people don't like miscommunication. And in this book... Romeo has cheated on the heroine when they were first together. So it's now a second chance romance. I just feel like it's so funny to me because the same people that are like hating on Romeo loved only one night, which is Manning's character. Yes. And Manning is still married, living with his wife while he is conducting a relationship with the hero. Like heroin or heroin. Like yeah. he doesn't move out until almost 60% of the book. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so you can give that book five stars. He's blatantly cheating. But yeah, you, I love both of those books. I, I love both those both books too. Them. I did because too. Manning was not an alpha hole. Romeo, I think started out as probably an alpha hole. And Gabriella or Gabrielle, she put him in his place without doing, I think there, well, yeah. Anyway, so many there are book, so many things yeah. about that book. Um, but I think it's kind of inspired us to figure mm -hmm. out a, a, an episode that we kind of talk and break apart some of these 
tropes and character or storyline things we don't like. Yeah, and an alpha hole has to be like his soft spot has to be the heroine. Yes, and and he has to do the work. Mm-hmm. There has to yeah. be work done that takes him from this weird like he's not a good guy cannot root for him to oh my god he is the one yes like these two belong together they have to stay together yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um and it takes a very special author to be able to pull that out and not always can an author do that correct so let's get to this episode And actually, Heather, as I was sitting here thinking about this episode, because I had to do, I did a two hour, four hour round trip drive today. I was thinking about this episode. And anyway, we'll get to that. On this episode of Buzzing About Romance, Heather and I are going to talk about book clubs. Ideas of starting your own from picking themes, titles, and ways to make sure you talk about books at least for a little while. But also, I feel the need to kind of trauma dump a little bit about bad book club experiences yeah because we all have had them yes um so let's talk book clubs the good and the bad of them um okay so heather i know that you're part of our buzzing book club which is the buzzing about romance sponsored book club that we meet once a month um do you do a secondary in real life book club I do not. I have been um, a part of some online, and um, I, I think people wanted me to be in their book club, and then when I saw the books they were reading, I was like, no, thank you. So, Sorry. yeah, so I used to, when my kids were little, you know, my kids are now mm-hmm. college, um, and when my kids were little and I had more mom friends, um, mm-hmm. I did join a couple of different book clubs, and they were horrible like I specifically remember going and asking like do you guys read romance and they're like oh my god yeah we love romance mm-hmm. and the first book we did was like a book by Nora Roberts which was fine because mm-hmm. a suspense book can really create a good selection for a book club um, we did one of her Chesapeake Bay books and then the next month when they start to go picking the book selection they did a like compilation of short stories by a mommy blogger, like a humor mommy blogger. And I'm like, hmm. Uh, oh, okay. So that's month two. Month three, I'm like, okay, we're going to get back to romance. Like, you know, right? They promised me that they read romance. The next book mm-hmm. was a YA dystopian. And it wasn't... um. I mean, it was during the things of like Cinder and yeah. Hunger Games and mm-hmm. um, Divergent. It was not those titles. Like it was a, it was a historical dystopian with a nurse or a, a nun that kills vampires. Um, it was it was fine, but after that, I quit. Yeah, and I um did I guess one of the reasons that I maybe didn't do a book club outside of work is because I did book clubs with like my middle schoolers so I would have to read the books that they my students so I was reading their books and so in my free time I obviously wanted to read like my own stuff and um 
that was at the time like 50 shades of gray came out or twilight yeah and to be honest people couldn't read as fast as i was so like i read the book and then i was like okay i want to talk about this book and i was already on like book three and they were not even done with book one and i'm like i don't even you know like yeah so i think that there's some factors when you think about who you also have in your book club yeah so um now our local library started they call it the meet cute book club it's an every other month romance book club and um it they're meeting in person i haven't made it yet i'm hoping to go to june's because they're um reading delilah green doesn't care which is a book that's been on my tbr forever and i'm actually getting ready on monday to start a buddy read with Lindsay on it um it's a sapphic romance and perfect for june um Mm -hmm. but i just think book clubs are hard if you're a fast reader yeah or i think too if you're busy so like i think about me i was you know when my kids were little I was in grad school and I was working full time. I just like really, truly didn't have time. You know what I mean? Um, But, and like some of my hockey mom friends are like, oh my gosh, we should start a book club. And I think my hockey mom friends are super fun and they would love that. But the truth of the matter is, is like, we're so busy. We're just busy. It is hard. I, but see, okay. So that's one of the things that I really love about a book club though. So Mm -hmm. I think that, as a busy mom, particularly when my kids were involved in sports or, you know, clubs and theater Mm -hmm. shows and stuff like that, it was nice to know that one night a month, I got that break. It was my night to leave. I was not responsible for bedtime and bath time and running that night that, Mm -hmm. you know, that got passed off to my partner and, or to my parents, if Mike had to work and, it was nice to know that I was going to go into a space where we could talk about a book, but also kind of just disconnect from being a mom. For sure. I would agree. I also think um, what was daunting for me being more of an avid reader than some of my friends was that they kind of looked, people were looking to me to like run it. And to be honest, it's like, that was something I wrote. Like, I think it's fair if you do start a book club to like share the responsibility. So like our friend Demi is in a book club and they like rotate. So that person picks the book, they pick the location. So maybe it's not at someone's house. Maybe it's at a library, a brewery, somewhere. Nice. And so they plan it. So it's not the same person every month planning it. Cause you know, it, you know, Planning it takes a lot of work. It does. And I love our book club. I would not, mm-hmm. um, I would not change anything about our book club. Um, I like it. I like to mm-hmm. know that once a month I'm going to gather with my fellow romance readers. It's great community building, great community engagement. We do spend about the first hour talking about the book. Oftentimes we're joined by the author and I like that we kind of get to pick each other's brain or talk about the things in the book that maybe we didn't love or why the author made the choice that they made. Um, Because sometimes you read a book and you are like, huh, I don't know that I would have made this choice. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. 
And again, we are very lucky because we're basically a book club 24-7. Because if you're oh, reading right. a book and you go over to Discord and you're like, hey, anybody read this book recently? And they're all like, yes, don't do it. <laughs> or Well, that is the other thing. Like I think about like I was in a fantasy. I'm in a fantasy hockey league um, with a bunch of women. And the like bat, like I don't want to say bashing, but like the chirping back and forth. And so when I'm reading or one of us is reading a book, we'll text each other, you know, and be like, oh my God, you have to read this book. That to me is like the fun part of reading because then, you know, you don't want to spoil it. And so I think that there could be some like banter and some fun, like around the book club. But I also think that there are a lot of people that because of their jobs and because of their life, like busy with kids and stuff like that, joining a book club can also be hard because it's just one more time you have to socialize. It's one more expectation that you're going to pick a great read, or it's one more expectation that you're going to make a snack or, you know, go over the top with a drink theme or something like that. Uh And I do think that that is the benefit of being a part of like our community Uh, because like you can find someone that'll buddy read with you that you can chirp back and forth about a book with, or you can, you know, be as involved or as uninvolved as you want. The space and the platform is there. And if you have an in-person book club, it's not the same. No. And I agree. Like, I think about like my best friend lives in Florida and I live in Minnesota, obviously. So like, I think having a virtual option is fun because then you can... Um, no, your best have... friend lives in Ohio. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Did you forget? My, well, when I say my... So, Jenny has been my best friend since, like, I'm seventh grade. And I'm, like, 45, you know? Um, but I like the virtual option. Because I say, like, oh, my friend lives here. My friend... Like, I know, like, you know, it's... No. You know what I mean? So it being virtual makes it easy to like to also connect with people. So it doesn't need to be local. Yeah. No, it's so funny because I was talking to my mother the other day about something and something came up about book club. And I said, oh, my God, yes. I would think I was telling her about your boys and tennis and something like that. And she's like, does she live here? And I said, no, mom, she lives in Minnesota. And she's like. Okay. What? She goes, but you haven't been to Minnesota. I'm like, no, no, November. Too. Hopefully we get to hug for the first time in November. Right. Well, I like whenever. Yeah. <laughs> so I think there's some, there's some probably benefit to doing book clubs with people that you don't, you know, like making new friends is fun. Um, but also then there's some, probably some comfort of having like a local Maybe. I'm sure there I is. I think I think though that in this day and age when we are socializing so much, you know, so much of our life is thrown into people that sometimes it's nice to have options that are unpeopley. Like so I, I before the pandemic I had joined a silent book club and I need to start it up again because it was fantastic. What? It was Have you never heard of this? No, tell me more. So it was for two hours a a month, we would meet at one of the local coffee shops. We would all sit around at the same table. You'd have your snack, you'd have your drink. You would spend the first hour and a half just sitting and reading whatever it was you were reading. 
And then mm-hmm. we dedicated the last half an hour of the evening to chit-chatting and catching up with everybody. Oh, that is the best. Isn't that a great that idea? amazing. Actually, there was a bar I saw, or a brewery, a local brewery here that I think did that. And I sent it to our friend Demi, who's in uh-huh. our book club, who I just happened to meet through our Which book club. Which is so and awesome. She lives like a half hour from me. Oh my gosh. I love that idea. I'm I did too. I think I need to start it up again. One, it will get me out of the house. And we all know that Becky needs to learn to leave the house every once in a while. Same. Um, but it was so nice because it was just, and actually, so Mike listens to a podcast called Play Retro and it's about retro gaming. And he, f- the guy was reviewing this little handheld device that looks kind of like a squat little Game Boy action but it's actually like a raspberry pi it's like a operating system that plays all the old retro games so it plays like all the old game boy game boy color Mm -hmm. game boy advance all on this little handheld device and they're all at his fingertips it's on a memory card he doesn't need wi-fi or anything it doesn't connect and he was like i really want this it was 80 dollars, and i'm like perfect because I can now, you can now play that and we can go sit at the winery outside in their patio. Uh-huh. I can read my book. You can play your Game Boy and I won't feel bad for ignoring you. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, that, I love the idea of a silent book club. And I'm going to be honest with you. I have know about like seven moms that would love a silent book club because we just never have time to like, you know, just be and be quiet. Like my 12 year old, I announced at dinner just like 10 minutes ago, I'm recording tonight. No one bother me. Comes barging in just, you know, yeah. had to ask a really unimportant question. So like we never have time to just be right. Right. But think about it like a Sunday afternoon when no one has a sports thing going on through the summer yeah. or, you know, even a Wednesday evening during the week. You know, Mike used to say to me, he was like, why do you leave so early to go pick up Sydney from theater? Because uh, do, you, do you know what an hour in the car reading while you wait for your child to come out? It's gold. I was also, I put a note too. I love the idea of having a book club where one, the people can check out the book from the library. But I really love an audiobook option because there are a lot of people who, like I said, don't read as fast. Um, and so if you think like they can listen to the book, which would be really helpful. It's people. also an accessibility issue. Like within our virtual mm-hmm. book club, I am trying to make sure that our titles are we use Kindle Unlimited because mm-hmm. we do have some international members and not all libraries are the same. Um, so we use Kindle Unlimited for our borrow program. But we do try to pick options that are have an audiobook on them also, um, because we have several members that are more audiobook readers than they are mm-hmm. ebook readers or physical book readers. Mm-hmm. And it's also an accessibility issue. You know, we have a couple um, that prefer audiobook because of comprehension issues or, mm-hmm. you know, I think about Gretchen, it's easier for her. She doesn't have the weight on her hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's good it's good to make sure that if you are going to have a book club that you pick a title that is accessible. 
Yeah, and I also think if you're interested in like, um, so there's a radio personality here. She does a morning show and she likes to read and she has a book club. And so like her name is Fallon. So Fallon has a book club that she puts out to people. Um, she announces her book and then she meets somewhere local. So like Abby Jimenez, who is a romance writer, she lives about 10 minutes from me. Um, she was this month's book club person and she was there. Um, so I think also kind of think outside the box and look around for already established. Oh, book for clubs. sure. For sure. Um, okay. So I did kind of make a little list of how mm -hmm. to find other readers, either virtually or in person. Mm -hmm. Um, and because I think that that's something, especially as a romance reader, we mm -hmm. all say almost daily, I don't think I know any romance readers in my real life. All my romance readers yeah. are online. Yeah, or I think sometimes for me, I think people don't realize that they're reading romance. Right. Or that they'd even like it. Well, there is that. And again, this brings up a whole other topic, but we re I recently had a discussion with Lindsay where she was going to her knitting club and they were talking about books at her knitting club. And someone's like, oh, indie books, they're not as good as traditional published, so I don't read them. And Lindsay's like, I almost hooked her. And I'm like, okay. And that's so funny because I think the opposite, actually, sometimes. Um, yeah, we're very indie heavy, but I think that there is this disconnect between indie and trad pub still that, mm -hmm. you know, we have to keep doing our best to make sure that we are talking about indie and that they are good, if not better, that there are more options than just Berkeley mm -hmm. and um avon and harlequin there are other great romance options out there i think too it the difference i am finding with my friends is um i read on a kindle or i read on my an e-reader on my ipad or my phone through an app and a lot of people who they still like those physical books and when i say we obviously like our physical trophy books but that's what they are as trophies. These people bend the spines and read the physical pages. Yeah, they do. And I have said to people, but how do you like, man, how do you keep up on your Goodreads? And they're like, what are you talking about? So I think people go to Target or they go to Burns and Noble. And so they really want to know. And I'm like, you're not going to find the authors that I read often at those places. You can get them on Amazon. I will send you a list. Right. And they'll be at your house in like two days. Sometimes faster. For sure. I also think though, too, because we do read a lot more electronically, I think at this point it is 45% read electronically or audiobook, and then it's like 55% still read paperback, hardback. Um, mm -hmm. I, it's not quite half, but it definitely still is leaning towards the physical book over the electronic book. But I think that part of the problem is, is people think I'm just sitting on my phone or sitting on a tablet. They don't realize that I'm reading a book and they can't see the cover. Mm -hmm. and oh, for sure. I do feel like that I need a t-shirt or a sticker or a hat or something that says, I read romance. Ask me about the AGA. <laughs> Ask me about the book I'm reading because I have a... I'm, I mean, or don't, if, like, you know, like, you know, those, that old TikTok challenge. Yeah. What would make a kidnapper kick you out of his van? Oh, you know, I would just never shut up about books. Yeah. Be like, you're out, lady. Ask me what I'm reading. And wow. 
Yes. Um, so here are some ideas that I had that I thought could be helpful if you're trying to think about starting your own book club. Uh, first up, choose a name for your book club. This can be a fun way to make your club feel official and give it a unique identity. I think it helps. So um, we recently switched things up and we are now the buzzing book club. Um, I made the choice to do that just to make sure that we are approachable for anybody, wherever they are in their part of their life. Um, And so same crazy book club that we've always had. We just gave it a new name. Um, Create a social media presence. Use platforms like Facebook or Instagram to create page or group for your book club. This is really helpful too. If you live in an area that has like where I live, there's a Facebook group that's like Finley Happenings or whatever. Mm-hmm. post in those groups and say, Hey, my name is so-and-so I'm starting a romance book club. Um, if you're interested in meeting locally to talk about romance books, you know, here, or if you're in a mommy group, that's for your area, mm-hmm. like a play group or something like that, you know, you might have to do some weeding out. It might be better to start virtually at first or meet at a public meet at your library, but that's, that's another resource too. Ask your local librarian if they have a community space that you could use. Because let me tell you, librarians like a book club. They do. And like I said, I think I said before, breweries, totally open. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Little niche coffee shops. Yeah. You know. Just to ask, you know, hey, I would like to have my book club start meeting here. You know, is it okay if we push four tables together? Most of them are going to be like, yeah, what night are you coming in? We can even have it set up for you. Mm -hmm. Um, decide on your meeting schedule, determine how often your group will meet, whether it's once a month, bi-weekly, bi-monthly, and make sure you communicate that clearly to the members. Don't try to organize your date around everybody. Nope. Because everybody's not always going to be able to come. Nope. For sure not. And it's okay to start small too. It's okay for it to be five or six of you. Um, and you know, two don't come and it's just four of you, then fine. It's just four of you. Mm-hmm. It's fine. That's totally fine. Heather and I can have a book club. Just the two. Sure. <laughs> we do. I we call them also, quick shots. <laughs> yeah, we do. I also think you have to go in with an open mind and be flexible. And I, I know that not everyone is a flexible thinker and that is hard for some people. Um, there inevitably will be somebody who will take book clubs very, very seriously. And then there will be inevitably people who maybe others would think that they need to take it more seriously. But it isn't, you can't expect people to be the same as you. They are going to come to it with different experiences, different thoughts. So you have to be open to that. And some people might just be coming because they need a break and a cup of coffee. Or if you're having mm-hmm. it at the wine bars, they might be coming just because they need to get out of their house and have a glass of wine with friends. And they're just going to sit there and listen, talk about the book. Don't feel the need to put somebody on the spot and be like, so Heather, do you feel the hero redeemed himself on page 297? Or do you think he should have done it sooner on page 152? Like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't do yeah, that. Don't be that person. Um, and no. then select a book. Start with a book that you love or is a popular title that you think would generate interest. So if you want your book club 
to be a super spicy mm-hmm. book club, then pick a title that's being, you know, lauded for being super spicy. Pick up a Sarah Kate and go with uh, praise. Yeah. You know, use TikTok, use BookTok to see what books are being talked about, what kinds of things mm-hmm. are generating buzz. If you know that you guys are going to read something on the softer side, so you want something that straddles the line between women's fiction and romance, then maybe you pick up uh, Emily Henry's book lovers or one of her people we meet on vacation or something like that. I also think Megan Quinn would probably be a good one because she's it's a like a very rom commy. Yeah. That might be a good one. Or if you're thinking about fantasy, go with like The Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. That book is, you know, a month out of release and it's still sitting at the top of the charts on um, Amazon. But look for titles like go over to Amazon or look at your Barnes and Noble. Look at your and that's another resource, your local bookshop, your Barnes and Noble. Go there and talk Mm -hmm. to the person and say, "Okay, listen. I'm starting a romance book club and can you give me two or three titles that are really super popular and trendy right now in the area? And maybe they'll tell you, you know, you should totally check out Tie Me Down by um, Melanie Harlow because that's one that's selling in that area. Awesome. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Use that title. Um, I think that if you do stuff like that, the t- first title will get people in. You know, I was yeah, promised a romance book club. They picked a romance title I was okay with. And then I got bait and switch. Yeah, um, I um, also think, like, I have a couple friends who, um, like, one of my really good friends in real life, like, my neighbor, she likes to read, but she also really likes books that are movies. So she likes to read the book, and then we watch the movie, and then we compare, compare about yeah. how... The difference and so I think that's super fun um so kind of think about that or make it like a food theme I just thought like these super adorable like charcuterie like individually charcuterie charcuterie boards and I was like I want to go to a book club and meet at a park Heather, perfect for the silent book. You should see my Pinterest boards for when we have our first buzzing about romance book retreat like this is why we need patreon members so i can plan this because if not i don't know what i'm do with all these ideas i get a weekly text from nikki asking me to update her on our patreon numbers because she really <laughs> needs the book retreat the other thing you want to make sure you're doing is giving members enough time to read the book before the first yeah. meeting you know not yeah. everybody reads super fast people are busy so make sure mm-hmm. you plan out at least 30 days um and then length of book can also play into this overly long or complex books could have people not wanting to read it. I mean, how many rom-com movies? Because recently we're working on another episode. Heather and I have been going down the um, rom-com movie uh, mm-hmm. rabbit holes. And I was watching uh, the movie Date Night and he read the, or no, what it wasn't Date Night. Maybe it was crazy sexy love um that Steve Carell is in also mm-hmm. and um he read the book cuz he was in a couples book club with his wife and he read the book and she didn't 
And so, um, because she's like, it was boring and it was too long. And he's like, but I did it for us. Like, so just be thoughtful, you know, that if you pick a really long book, you might not keep people's interest. I also feel like indie books are a little bit more, um, I want to say manageable and they don't take as long. Yeah. So I think starting there would be great. Um, Also, if you're like a theme, well, like me, everyone wants to read hockey romance after they talk to me. So I would start there. The other thing too is put some discussion questions together. If you're the host that month, know you have discussion questions. If you know that the host next month that you're going to their house, they're not quite as organized as you. Just have some questions in your back pocket. No one's going to be pissed if you come to every book club with discussion questions. Um, Also, if you're not sure about discussion questions, you can just Google it. There's somebody out there maybe has read that book and has discussion questions. The other thing I was going to say is our local library um, has book club kits. So they have kits that are book club with like six or whatever books in there. And they already have the questions. Nice. Well, and there are a couple really great books, and we'll get to those titles, that authors have put book club packets in the back of the book. Mm-hmm. So, um, so how to get people to want to be a part of your book club. We talked about a theme. Mm-hmm. Venue can matter activities or games and you can do a small giveaway like a small gift pack or something if you wanted but i don't think you have to do that Mm-mm. um i do I'm gonna add don't make people wear hard pants right i think no hard pants. i honestly would love it if my friend said we're doing a pajama book club everyone come in their pajamas i'd be down or if you aren't wearing leggings or joggers you don't get to come in yeah. I mean, because hard pants are no fun. Zero fun. I do think it is okay if you are meeting in person to expect mm-hmm. people to unplug. Fair. I would agree. Putting your phone on do not disturb so that if your babysitter or your spouse needs to get hold of you, they can still get through to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but stay off your phone. You don't need to be in social media. Save that for when it's snack break. Or save that for the end of the night if you want to take some pictures. But just disconnect and be present in the book. I think that that makes a big difference. I would agree. 100%. Okay, Heather. So let's talk about some book club titles or authors we think would have good book club selections. So if you are thinking of starting a romance book club, here are some books Heather and I think would make great selections. Okay, I did just more series. That's okay. I feel like you can start um, okay. on these. You, so these are series you think someone could start? Yeah, so I think if you like people who think that they might like, they like the action movies or like romantic suspense, I would do Silverstone Tire by Susan Stoker. It's a found family. It's former military. There's some action, some steams. Not overly. Okay. Um, one of my first selections is Real by Kennedy Ryan. And this book deals with some heavier topics, uh, but it has some great story. It has some phenomenal rep. It deals with the Harle- Harlem Renaissance because it it's taking place 
on a movie set about a Harlem Renaissance um, singer. And it's just, it's really beautiful. And that book was such a great story. The audiobook is phenomenal in that book also. And in the back of that book, Kennedy Ryan, along with her editor, provided a book club kit and has tons of discussion questions. And so you get some historical feels, you get what it's like to be on a movie set, and then you get a romance. And also the heroine has lupus and his mother Ooh. had a chronic illness that she passed. I think she passed from MS. So um, lots of rep in that book. And Kennedy Ryan is a phenomenal uh, yep. BIPOC author. Um, I have Marie Johnston. She has uh, the Oil Baron series. Her first book in the Oil Baron series is Make Me Whole. It's a small town, single dad. Love um, that series. It's very good. It is very so good. good. And also, that would be a great one too. Like, like location because she is. That book takes place mm -hmm. in North Dakota. Yeah, North Dakota. And she um, really gives us the feel of what it's like to live in North Dakota. Um, yes. So you get kind of location vibes. And if you liked the show Fargo um, and you kind of like the setting and some, it, there's not as much satire as there is in Fargo. Um, no. And actually there is one. So if you're kind of looking for like, you maybe want to have it at a brewery, um, Make Me Exhale is a Grumpy Sunshine. It's book five. Did and you she, read that one? No, not yet. But Bald she my owns, eyes like, out. Bald my okay. eyes out. It's so good. I just really love Marie Johnson. So I really feel like any of the books in the series should be would be great for um for a book club. Um The Ripple Effect by Jay Benzington. Bingston, Ooh. Bingston. We read it for February Book Club and this book is a trapped by weather phenomenon, but the book 1 in the series, they are trapped by wildfires. Um so there's kind of some emotion and angst, but also HEAs in the end. And um, they are rock stars, <laughs> but not typical. And I cannot tell you what happens in the ripple effect that is their weather issue, but it's there's big emotion. So if you are looking for a book with big emotion and kind of that, um, you know, forced <laughs> proximity, Check out the ripple effect. Super good. And the audiobook. Oh, audiobook awesome. is read by Stella Hunter and Teddy Hamilton. Oh. And Teddy said that this is the only book he's read that has give, given him a hangover. He had to take three days off recording after he recorded this book because of the emotions in it. Are amazing. Anything with Teddy Hamilton. Okay, so it really wouldn't be a podcast unless we talk about this author. So um, I'm going to say Sawyer Bennett's She's Arizona Vengeance series. I know. See, but and I'm I said picking... Baden. Right. But I'm picking The Vengeance because I don't know what it is about that crew. I, like, <laughs> seriously love them more than the sun. And, the... okay, I can't even tell you. I would say either do Bishop because it's, like, the first in the series and it's like the coach's daughter, which I really love, fake relationship. But let's be real, I really love Dax. And I think that that is Dax so is well a good written. one. It is a marriage of convenience. 
She has a chronic health disorder and it is so well done. So the other one that I think would be a really good book club selection out of that one. No, it's not what you are saying. Steel. Oh, yeah. Because it's marriage in crisis. Now, she touts it as a second chance romance. And every time Sawyer and I talk, I tell her it is not. It is marriage in crisis because even though they are legally separated, they are not divorced. Correct. But that one deals with, you know, how you're first married and you let things go And the acceptance of the tolerance you create for your partner, like, okay, well, things will get better next year, or we can do this for one more year, where finally you just hit your end. And I think that Steel has tons of discussion points in it that for a group of readers who love hockey romance that want Mm -hmm. some emotion, that book has some good stuff in it. Also wild because, you know, it's wild. We just named five books in that series, so I feel like I need to just start an Arizona Vengeance book club. And the audios are stellar. They are stellar. I agree. Amazing. Um, Now, my Sawyer Bennett pick for a book club was Baden, which is book one in the Pittsburgh Titan series. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I say that one was... It is a super slow burn. So it'd be a great pick if you have people that are in your book club that are not quite full romance readers yet. Yes. Because you read that book and you will be a full-time romance reader after that book. I agree. Baden is this hero that just mm, strength and love and kindness. Earlier in the podcast, I said, I don't like friends to lovers, but those two are friends to lovers, bonded by trauma, and just, he wins your heart in that book. But he's not even my favorite in that series, but I love him. Yeah. Like, again, I feel like we could probably do, like, a Pittsburgh Titans book club. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So I have also The Cabin by Jacinda Wilder. So this is a different romance book. The book is written in two parts. And the first part of the book, you find out that the heroine's husband is dying of cancer. And he doesn't Mm -hmm. tell her until like his last two weeks. Um, And then there's a second half of the book. And there's, again, big emotion, big feels in that book. Um, The, the, hero from the first half does some things to manipulate some things to help the heroine after he's gone and if you read if you liked the movie p.s i love you um that was out a couple years ago and i can't i think bridget fonda is in that book or in that movie um it has those kind of uh vibes yeah, I, it was very emotional. I started it and I was crying. I didn't, I'm allergic to emotion sometimes. So, uh, Hillary Swank, PS I Love You, oh, yeah. had um, Hillary Swank and Gerard uh, Butler and super, super fantastic movie. Harry Connick Jr. is in that movie. So, if you liked that movie, then read The Cabin. Um, if you think that your book club can handle some spicy book clubs, Rex, um, I'm going to recommend the boardroom series by Linda, is it Iker? Iker. Linda, Linda Iker. 
the audios are amazing. Lydia Dornay. They are very, um, I felt like they were quick reads. There's a lot of discussion points and so hot. I can't believe you hadn't read that series before I I recommend it. So good. So again, if you think that your friends can handle some spice, I would pick that series because it's, I think it's just like a unknown gem that needs more people. Yeah, I agree. And it's also an older series, but it holds up because I've Heather and I both have recently reread it and mm-hmm. it holds up. Um, so I picked After Hours on Milagro Street by Angela Lena M. Lopez. This book deals with um, development in a small town, family drama, um, Hispanic heritage, and being a daughter of other strong Hispanic women. Um, the plight that happens to a lot of Midwest small towns is like railroads get rerouted and moved freight gets moved out of their area and they no longer become these important, you know, uh, transportation depot type spots and what can happen in a small town and the politics. Again, a phenomenal book. It is written and it pops at 2%. And she is, can be a very hard heroine to love, and he is this squishy, like, beta character. And I just think it so many great conversation pieces in that book. Do we want more? Yeah. Yeah. I want all of them. I still have, like, six more to go. I have the Wilder Brothers series, so One Way Back to Me by Carrie Ann Ryan. Oh, that's a good series. Any Carrie Ann Ryan book would be a really good. I just... Their, her tattoo series so if you feel like people might want a little bit more of the gritty kind of characters I would 100% recommend well, and the Montgomery's these. love cheese so like yeah. theme built in for sure so the Wilder Brothers I really like this they're a family like I love like the boys really tried to continue to be a family and how supportive I think because I'm a boy mom I love that but it's a really great series. Yeah. Some steam, but Carrie Ann is just a really great writer. She does. And she actually deals in her um in her Montgomery's, there are some issues with like chronic illness and mm-hmm. um infertility and stuff like that and adoption and all sorts of things. So she is not afraid to shy away from some harder topics too. Um, but bundled up in a nice HEA. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Summer Proposal by Vi Keelan. It is a standalone book. It has hockey. <laughs> and also the hero, the hero. Um, I don't want to say it's miscommunication, but misdirection. He doesn't fully disclose and our heroine is super smart. It's a really great read. I highly recommend that one. Um, my, again, I'm, I love romantic suspense. Um, so if you have friends that are kind of into the, you know, romantic suspense, um, I think that the Sentinel Security series by Anna Hackett is a really great series. Wolf is, um, book one and she, um, the heroine is, uh, Lainey is a badass CEO and she is like, she girl bosses real close to the sun and she is way more famous and way cooler than the hero. Um, awesome. I really like her. And I think there's a lot of really great talking points around um, like the strong heroine and 
very good. Awesome. So I have a romantic suspense series, Maya Banks' KGI series. Um, those books do stand on their own on their own, even though it's kind of a family series and they're all interconnected. You can just pick up in the middle. Uh, Leah and I did a quick shot of romance on the seventh book and she had to start there and it worked. It did really well. Um, and some of the ones deal with like some telepathy and paranormal pieces and others are just straight out, uh, suspense with kidnapping and ex-military guys. I just, I really recommend them. They're very, very good. Um, also if you want romantic suspense, try Renna Morgan's Men of Haven. Those mm-hmm. are also, and again, both those series, Trad Pub, great audiobooks, but super spicy. Um, I have a book. It is Made for You by Natasha Madison. It is book two in her Made for series. So good. It is a grumpy sunshine. He is a hockey player. It deals with mental health. Um, I love, 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 love this book. And I think that she has this giant family series. Um, they play a role, but you don't have to know who all of the family is you don't, to enjoy not on this that book. one. No. And it is so well written, and it will make everybody want to go into a deep Natasha Madison dive. I also think that's a really great book that um, deals with when a system fails you. Yep. When a system that should catch you doesn't catch you um and how even if a system fails us we can rebound it just is harder um and i think that that book does a really great job of that um my selection and this is really for jenny and Lindsay, forest for the trees by Kilby blades it is part of penny reed's um mm-hmm. green valley tennessee uh world smarty pants romance um, Forest for the Trees is book one in her everyday he- or her hero series, I think. And it deals with National Park, but there's some funny, quirky things in it. Um, it takes place in Tennessee. It's great. I really, really like that book. And she makes these bacon bites that would make a great appetizer to have with your um, with your book clubbers. Do you have any other books you think we should add for book club? Well, I have another spicy recommendation. Go with your spicy rack. Uh, the original Wicked Horse by Sawyer Bennett. Yeah. Or yeah. if you, ha- again, you could also do Vegas. But then I'm going to tell you if you do Vegas, then you're going to want to read. Um, Jameson. Jameson Security Force, yeah. which is not terrible because honestly, but the Wicked Horse series, so spicy and the characters are amazing yeah. So if you are looking for books with deep emotion and a unique writing style and romantic suspense, try A.L. Jackson's books. Any of them, Redemption mm-hmm. Hills, her Kiss the Stars series, all of these books. And she has a new series out that is a small town. Book one is a single dad. It's called um, Love Me Today. And when I tell you this book broke me, it broke me. There was kidnapping. I'm just telling you read A.L. Jackson. So those are our selections for book club picks. And if you are interested 
and would like to check out the Buzzing About Romance Buzzing Book Club, we would love to have you. Send mm-hmm. me an email at thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com or use our contact form on our website. And we would happily love to have you join us for one of our upcoming book clubs. Um, and if you like it, then you can join our Patreon and come every month. Um, so, Heather, it's time mm-hmm. for Book of the Week. It is book of the week time. Heather, what's your book of the week? Well, I um, am in uh, MM phase again. I mean, it's June, so I'm reading all the LGBTQ plus I, all of that. I'm reading it all. I started with uh, Sworn Enemy. It's a Wild Heart Ranch book by Kelly Fox. I devoured it in about five minutes. So now I'm reading Good Behavior. It's book two in the series. It is, uh, his name is Ignacio, and he is out of prison, and he comes across his prison um, therapist, who um, he might call Daddy. Daddy? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Wears, like, button, like, khaki pants and, like, starch shirts and... To a real daddy. hmm Socks and sandals kind of daddies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, uh, like... A dom daddy. Oh, oh, okay. He's a good boy. Um, so my book of the week is Take Me by Stacey Kennedy. This is book five in her Phoenix Sex Club series. This is a voyeur series. Um, no, no real BDSM. It is more about role playing and putting on a sexual performance for the audience. Um, this is the story of Nessa and Ronan. She has a stalker and is attacked, and he is assigned to be her bodyguard protector. He is a former uh, military veteran. He has a dog, a service dog for PTSD, and just so much good rep in this book. And yeah, there's a kidnapping. Anyway, I love that series. If you have not read the Phoenix Club series, by Stacey Kennedy, I cannot recommend it enough. And actually, it would make a good book club selection. So, just saying. Um, okay. Swag packs are out to everybody for the month of June. And I am so excited to share our swag pack sponsoring authors. Swag pack sponsoring authors for June. It is Britt Benson and Karen Gray. Britt Benson Books that you should check out is Between Never and Forever. This is her latest release. It is out now and available on Amazon and is part of the Kindle Unlimited program. It is a rock star, single father, small town, and second chance romance. It is angsty and spicy standalone um, contemporary romance. And I recently just read Britt Benson's Life Duet. And it is not a typical book for me, but her writing and her characters were stellar i am a fan 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 so you should absolutely be checking out her books uh and then our other sponsoring author for the month of june is karen gray if you haven't read uh child of mine it's a rom-com set in boston in the 80s it is a grumpy sunshine single mom romance and i cannot recommend 
it enough. Um, swag packs go out to Fancy Drinks, Cold Brew, and Queen Bee Tears, and we still have fun buzzing about romance exclusive stickers, mood reading cards, and other fun things. These are mailed monthly on the 5th of the month, and we do ship internationally. There is no wait time on this perk to kick in. It starts as soon as you join. So if you join at the $10 level today, I will have that swag pack out to the mail uh, to you tomorrow. Because of our amazing Patreons, we are still able to bring you three episodes a week, and we are working on our goal of 75 members so we can plan our first ever book retreat, um, which will include a book club meeting. We will have an in-person book club theme and everything, probably in our pajamas with cocktails and mocktails. Um all members of the Patreon get exclusive episodes along with perks like Buzzing Book Club. And um, it's a good time. We're a fantastic community. You should join us. You should. Um, and back by popular demand is Summer Reading Challenge. It is so much fun. You can find all the details on our website at bookcaseandcoffee.com slash events. Summer Reading Challenge runs from June 21st to July 31st. And we added some self-care bookish challenges this year. We encourage you to take a book date and to spend some time at a bookshop because those are self-care. Yeah. Um, so make sure you check out those. And if you have not subscribed to our newsletter, you should check that out on our website. And that will give you an update of all the fun events we have coming up. Heather, thanks for being a member of my book club. And thanks uh, for joining yeah. me. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 